You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Sonny, it's time for another episode of Alphabet Soup. What is up with the letter B? B is for boy. B is for bunghole. B is for boycott. B is for what else? Bonehead. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. How about killer bees? There's all kinds of bees out there, but uh, yeah, we got to the bees quick here. (laughs) So we started a new series a while back. And we started obviously with A, but the idea behind the Alphabet Soup series is that we're, one, able to focus on some bands and songs that don't always get a lot of love. I'm not going to say every band and song is that way, but by way of the way that we do these, which is we start with whatever alphabet is up for this episode. For this particular episode, we're talking about B. We start with a band that starts with B, an album 
that starts with B, two songs that start with B, and then we'll discuss a movie that starts with B. And then the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight historic moment will also be centered around that alphabet. It's just a fun little series that we're doing here on Growing Up Rock, and hopefully we're able to shine some light on things that we have not focused on before. Fair enough? Fair enough, and I'm actually looking forward to the Crank It Up Spotlight, so let's go. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so for tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight, we are going to feature the brothers from India, Garish and the Chronicle, or G-A-T-C, as we like to abbreviate. They have an album called Back on Earth, which is basically a re-record of their first album. And uh, we're going to do a double B, So not only is the record called Back on Earth, but why not feature a song called Born with a Big Attitude? I get some kind of double points for all of this. Check it out.
okay, so I was pleasantly surprised and now I'm upset. So, okay, <laughs> let me let me start with this. The bass is super thumping on that song. The guitars are absolutely going nuts. The song in the verses actually has a bit of Buck Cherry into it. Love the chorus. And I was like, yes, GATC's got hooky and melody. Love it. I'll take 10 or 12 of these. And now I'm like, oh my God, this was the old GATC. And now I got to live with a power metal again. <laughs> so here's what I can tell you about GATC. I think all of their records, even going back to this first one, has elements of this song, Born with a Big Attitude. Each one of the records, Lovers Train with the last record, they have this battle between, uh, you call it power metal, I would call it more like a uh, new wave of British heavy metal, like Priest and stuff like that, Maiden, Priest feel. But if you want to call it power metal, okay, sure. All their records have these elements in them. The problem for you is that you don't like that power metal feel that they have. And I mean, I'm sort of like you. I prefer the songs with the grooves and the riffs like Born With A Big Attitude, like Lover's Train. I prefer those type of songs, but I don't mind the heavier moments and the power metal moments, as you call them. Uh, you just get uptight because uh, Gersh does a lot of screaming in those uh, songs, right? Yeah, because this song, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Right? So, because I had heard a song or two off this album when it came out, and I'm like, oh, man, that's the same power metal stuff I didn't like too much. And then when I listened to this song, oh, whoa, 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 I would take 10 or 12 of these, no problem. But I thought they were new songs. Nah, and I picked this song specifically for you because I knew that's the stuff you preferred. No, this is a re-record of their first album that they had out, I don't the original album was released a long time ago. They put out uh, two albums since then. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the straight ahead stuff that if you like the most recent Gersh and the Chronicle, then this stuff is a little bit less mature, I would say, because it is their first record and it is an older record overall. But I like this song, Born with a Big Attitude, and I kind of had a feeling maybe this would be the kind of stuff that you would like from them as well. So there you go. Gersh and the Chronicle, the name of the record is Back on Earth, and the name of the song that you just heard was Born with a Big Attitude. Bees all the way around. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. So starting with my band. So for my B band, I am choosing Bad Moon Rising. Now, it's possible you have no idea who Bad Moon Rising is because this, you know, I joke a lot that this album or this band sold three copies, 22 copies, 31 copies. Uh, this is a band that sold maybe 19 copies, and I'll tell you why. So they're kind of a little bit underground because they were basically active from 90 to 99, which is death for this kind of music. Bad Moon Rising was actually a combination of two bands. So Ian Mayo, who's the bass player, and Jackie Ramos, who's the drummer, are from Hurricane Alice. They sold 10 copies, and they were both in Bangalore Choir. Bangalore Choir sold like five copies. And then Cal Swan, who's the vocalist, and Doug Aldridge, who's on guitar, are from a band called Lion, who sold like 10 copies. So the two bands that didn't exactly kill it when there was time to kill it kind of get together. This band, in nine years, released four studio albums and three EPs. Music is pretty much straight-ahead rock, 
with Cal having kind of a little bit of Coverdale in his voice. Good singer. Doug Aldridge, Doug Aldridge. Absolutely ripping on the guitar throughout these albums. And Bad Moon Rising is on Spotify. How many monthly listeners do they have? 26. 19. Restrained has more. (laughs) Okay. That tells you how many albums these guys have sold. Okay. But this is what happens when you're releasing albums in Japan as a genre is dying. My favorite songs from Bad Moon Rising, they're not all great. I can tell you that. My favorite ones are Chains, Time Will Tell. But here's my favorite one. Check out Hands on Heaven by Bad Moon Rising.
the funny thing about Bad Moon Rising is that on the surface, this seems like a band that I would know all the records, have all the records, love them, blah, blah, blah. And I've heard of Bad Moon Rising, and I knew Doug Aldridge was in Bad Moon Rising. I don't know why I've never owned these records. I have no clue. I like this song, Hands on Heaven. I like the other two that you also shared as well. I was a big Lion fan. I have the first two Lion records. So I like Lion, Doug Aldridge, Cal Swan. I like those records. So I don't know. I need to check out more Bad Moon Rising. What I will say is that uh, one of the things that's kind of screwed up, it's not just Spotify, but some of the other streaming services that are really bad about this is there's more than one Bad Moon Rising. And not only that, they'll combine their albums under the same name. And one will be like rap and the other one will be like rock. So sometimes it's really hard to find the Bad Moon Rising that we're talking about tonight. And that's one of the bad things about streaming services. But yeah, I like what I heard. So hopefully I'm going to check out more of that. I don't know anything about Hurricane Alice. I mean, I know who they are, but I was never a fan and I couldn't tell you anything about their albums or their music it's just weird because doug aldrich does not deserve to be in a band that has 19 monthly listeners he's fine he's got <laughs> other bands that have more than that <laughs> he's played on a million different things that get way more listens than 19 uh listens so b-e-a beautiful so i'm gonna move on to my b band and i have featured this band on the podcast before because this record made my top 10 for whichever year that it came out. I want to say 2018 or 17, but I'm talking about the band Broken Teeth, which features Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys on vocals. Jason can sing just about any style, obviously. I mean, he's filled in for John Bush and Armored Saint. He's filled in for Mark from uh, Except. He, he does all kinds of stuff. Power metal. This happens to be his ACDC project. And this four on the floor record, I absolutely loved when it came out. So Broken Teeth, they have other albums out. I'm talking about the album Four on the Floor. The songs I would suggest off this record are the title track Four on the Floor and Get You Some, but I'm going to feature the song All Day Sucker. So 
Okay, so I listened to these three songs off of this album. Four on the Floor, I like the groove, feels a little bit like Southern type rock, like it gets you some. That is basically late 80s Brian Johnson, ACDC. It was good. All Day Sucker, like the groove and the feel for that one too. I like Jason McMaster. I think, you know, the vocal, he's a guy you got to get used to. You know, not everybody loves it. But really, Jason is who made Dangerous Toys to me, and Jason is who is making Broken Teeth to me. So I guess my question is, this stuff sounds like Dangerous Toys. Why doesn't it have the Dangerous Toys label? I don't think Broken Teeth is anything like Dangerous Toys to me. Really? They got the same fun and groove? Much more ACDC than Dangerous Toys. Dangerous Toys doesn't remind me of anything of ACDC. Dangerous Toys is like a southern uh, swing rock type outfit, whereas Broken Teeth is more of a blues groove oriented ACDC meat and potatoes type sounding band. At least all their stuff, that's what it sounds like to me. I think that's what Jason will tell you. But why not use the Dangerous Toys name? Maybe he doesn't own it? The original guys are still in the band, so maybe he doesn't own it by himself. You know, now he's also got that uh, Dirty Looks, right? Right. And Dirty Looks is sort of close to Broken Teeth, but Dirty Looks isn't his band. Well, at least the guy's busy. I like the stuff, though. Yeah. Bueller. 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 Okay, so for my B album, since when we did A, I went with Jeff Scott Soto, I figured I'd go with my other man crush, Richie Kotzen. (laughs) So we're going to go with the album called Bipolar Blues, which was released in 1999. So album's got 11 tracks. It includes covers of Robert Johnson's They're Red Hot, B.B. King's The Thrill Is Gone, and the J.D. Loudermilk Pen Tobacco Road. In true cotton fashion, some dude named Rob Harrington, who nobody's ever heard of, plays bass on two songs. Some guy named Matt Luneau, I've never heard of that guy, plays drums on five songs. Richie does everything else. I will say for a lot of people, 
it is hard to be a Kotzen fan because he's all over the place. He is not somebody who stays in one genre. This album alone, genre-wise, on Wiki, is labeled as hard rock, jazz fusion, soul, and blues. That's a little bit all over the place. I love Richie because of that, but, you know, very similar with Prince, kind of a little bit all over the place, and there's just people that can't get into the whole discography. If you give it a chance, man, Richie can play the blues. So my favorite songs off this album are The Thrill Is Gone, Tobacco Road, but I'm going to play for you. This is a little more probably... uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, check out Tied to You.
Okay, I missed it. Did you say this was a cover record? No, just those three cover songs. Everything else is original. So Tied to You is original. Okay. I did notice the Thrill's Gone Tobacco Road. I was like, okay, is this a covers record? I mean, I listened to it all. I like his version of Tobacco Road. It's definitely different. I don't know that I like it better. I just like it. Look, I like Cotson's voice. This is a type of music I definitely have to be in the mood to listen to. Uh, and, you know, he's just a talented dude. So I don't have anything bad to say about Richie. To be or not to be. That is the question. So for my B record, I'm going to focus on the band Madhouse and their album Bad Habits. This band has put out three or four records in the last three or four years, and I've liked every one of them. They're just a sleaze rock band, flat out. There's nothing crazy about them. I think they're from Germany. Check out the songs on this Bad Habits record. I Walk the Pony Girl, Sick of It All, and First Lick, and then Stick. But I'm going to play you I Walk the Pony Girl because that's just a fun title.
Okay. First lick, then stick, <laughs> and itch to scratch were um, interesting. <laughs> His vocals a little rough for me. I liked Rodeo the best off that album. The rest of it was really tough for me to listen to because I just don't like that screaming nasally voice a lot. Uh, the music was cool. And uh, I Walked the Pony Girl actually was uh, pretty good. But uh, yeah, those other Itch to Scratch was very uh, interesting. So we've talked about it before. With a lot of these sleaze bands, I'll use that title, sleaze bands, the singers have a nasally sort of whiny vocal that I think eventually grades on me, but it grades on you even quicker. And I think that's why you don't like a lot of these bands like Faster Pussycat and it's going to be the same for Hardcore Superstar. It's not that you hate the music and it's not that you hate everything they do, but it's that nasally kind of sleazy, whiny voice. And I get it. I get that part of it. And for whatever reason, a lot of these guys, they have that sort of sound to their voice. But for me, what I like about Madhouse is I really like the music. I really like the riffs and I can put up with the vocals because the vocals aren't that annoying to me that it overrides the music and the groove and, and the stuff like that, the attitude, I guess. Uh, that's always fun as well. I mean, how do you not like a song called First Lick Then Stick? Come on. <laughs> so for my first B song, well, let me share the lyrical gold first. Okay. <laughs> I like her so much better when she's down on her knees. Cause when she's in my face is when I'm starting to see that all my friends were right for thinking that we'd be wrong. Well, she's so fucking stupid. Best she's singing along. The trouble with girls is that they're all the same. Forget the diamonds and pearls. They just want a ring. Before you know, you're like a dog on a leash. Well, you can try and change the world, but you won't change me. Then later he says, there she goes again. She's always breaking my balls. No matter what I do, somehow it's always my fault. She says I must be cheating because I turned off my phone, but that's the only freaking way she'll leave me alone. The trouble with girls is it's never enough. They love to complain and they never shut up. I just read you the lyrics from a song called Bitch Came Back by Theory of a Dead Man from an album called The Truth Is. So Theory of a Dead Man from Canada, if you don't know anything about them, they've been around since 99, seven studio albums, eighth one coming in 2023. Current members are Tyler Connolly on vocals and guitar, Dave Brenner on guitar, Dean Back on bass, and Joey Dadno on drums. And actually Brent Fitz was in this band from 2004 to 2007. Joey's actually their fourth drummer. They keep changing drummers for some reason. Bitch Came Back was a single off this album. And I don't know why, but they have love-hate. I'll tell one person I'm li listening to Theory Dead Man, they go, oh, I hate that group. And I don't know why, because this song is so fun. So check out the song, Bitch Came Back. The bitch came back the very next day. Oh, the bitch came back. Thought she was a goner, but the bitch came back. She couldn't stay away. Don't you know the bitch came back? I like her so much better when she's down on her knees. Cause when she's in my face is when I'm starting to see that all my friends are out for thinking that we'd be wrong. Well, she's so fucking stupid that she's singing along. <laughs> 
She says it must be cheating Cause I turned off my phone But that's the only freaking way She'll leave me alone The trouble with girls is It's never enough They love to complain And they never shut up They like to tell you the way it ought to be She was a goner, but the bitch came back. She won't stay the fuck away. While it's hot, ladies, this guy seems like real relationship material. <laughs> I'm positive that this guy has been in longer lasting relationships. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this song falls under the uh, heading of a lot of those type songs like um, what Puddle of Mud, I Hate You, and Ugly Kid Joe, I Hate Everything About You, and The Offspring has several songs like this. I mean, yeah, it's a fun song. You can't take it too seriously. It is what it is. I mean, it's a misogynistic, heaping, helping of just bad will towards all females, <laughs> which, you know, I don't necessarily support, but uh, it's certainly they're not the first to do something like that. And I'm sure this song is probably older from a record. Uh, I just saw Theory of a Dead Man's Name attached to some tour that got announced. Uh, you know, I want to say it was Ministry, which seems like kind of a weird bill, but... Yeah, that is weird. But they, I want to say that that's what it was. They were opening up for Ministry on their headline tour because Ministry is going out with Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie, but then they're going out and doing a, a headline tour on their own. And they were attached to some tour. Maybe it, maybe I'm getting it confused because it seems like everybody has announced a tour this summer. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. But, you know, yeah, it's a fun song. To help clear up the confusion, Theory of a Dead Man and Skillet were on a co-headlining tour in the spring of 2023. Check your favorite price-gouging ticket seller for details. For my second B song, I'm going to go with Breaking Inside from a band called Shinedown. If you don't know anything about Shinedown, from Jacksonville, Florida. Been around since 2001. Got seven studio albums under their belt. 
18 number one songs on the Billboard mainstream rock charts in the last 20 years. Current members are Brent Smith on vocals, Barry Kirch on drums, Zach Myers on guitar, and then they have a Eric Bass on bass. That's that's a little weird. Breaking Inside was from their third studio album called Sound of Madness. Okay, first of all, this song is awesome by itself. Catchy as hell and has an incredible chorus. But then you will hear in the second verse this beautiful female vocal that comes in, doubling the vocal in the perfect places, lots of earworms, and then Brent and this woman sound great together in the next chorus. And then in the end, the female that we're talking about, Lizzie Hale, absolutely kills the backing vocals. She's in the stratosphere where she's singing. It's kind of a ballady type song. Just go with it. Here is Breaking Inside. I caught a chill and it's still frozen on my skin. I think about why I'm alone by myself. No one else to explain how far do I go. No one knows if the end is so much better. Why don't we just live forever? Don't tell me I'm the last one in line. Don't tell me I'm too late this time. I don't want to live to waste another day underneath the shadow of mistakes I made. Cause I feel like I'm breaking inside. I, I, I don't want to fall and say I lost it all. Cause maybe there's a part of me that hit the wall. Leaving pieces of me behind. And I feel like I'm breaking inside. Out here, nothing's clear. Except the moment I decided to move on and I ignited, disappear into the fear. You know there ain't no coming back when you're still carrying the past. You can't erase, separate. Cigarette in my hand, hope you all understand.
you just tell me to go with it on a ballad? Just go with it. Just go. <laughs> it's too good not to go with it. It's all right. I don't. I don't love Shine Down. Really? Never, yeah. I don't know what it is. I know that there's people that love that band uh, and support that band big time, but for whatever reason, I've just never connected with Shine Down that much. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing this song. I heard it uh, today when I was preparing for the episode. It's it's all right. I mean, look, what are we going to say about Lizzie that we haven't already said? She can sing. There's no question. Put her on a song, whether it's a ballad or whether it's a country song with Eric Church. She can sing. She sings her ass off. So by proxy, she's going to make any song better. And if you're doing a ballad, then she's going to be able to be heard even more. So... Yeah, I mean it's okay. It didn't it's not a song that I would listen to again more than likely. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Look at all the people here tonight. Oh man, I got to make an announcement right here. Can you hear me out there? It's time to take a quick break in the action from this week's episode. Sonny and I just wanted to thank all of you, the listeners, for joining us each and every week. Whether you just found us today or have been listening for multiple episodes, we love your passion for music and rock and roll in general. We consider you all part of our loud minority family. Always remember you can communicate with us a few different ways. If you don't mind Facebook, head over to the Growing Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group and be part of the conversation. It's a private group and all you have to do is ask to join, answer a few rock and roll questions, and you're in. If you despise Facebook, which many people do, then send us an email to growinguprock at gmail.com. We get everything there. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Growing Up Rock, which is one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K. In the event you feel entertained by our podcast, we would appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and go leave us a five-star review either at Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, so on to my two songs. So let's see. I kind of went out on a limb and picked two totally different types of bands and two totally different types of songs. And I am going to start off with a song called Baby Now I from Dan Reed Network. This comes off his In Heat record. It's also on a greatest hits that he released or a song featuring a bunch of songs from all his albums because he really doesn't have any huge hits. But I talked about this band in our recap from 2022. I absolutely love the Dan Reed Network. They're just a combination of rock and funk and R&B, and they got all kinds of different moods to their songs, but this one is not terribly complex. There's not a whole lot of lyrics, but it grooves. So check out Baby Now I by the Dan Reed Network.
musically, the song's got a lot going on in it to create that feel. That's what's kind of creating that pop feel. Like you could strip this song down to just the rock instruments, forget all the weird, and the song would be just as good. I enjoyed the song because I like that pop feel. Remember that band, The Escape Club, Wild Wild West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, dude, I could hear Escape Club doing this. But I like The Escape Club, right? So, yeah. you know, the rockers that are listening to this going, ah, Dan Reed Network is too pop. And that's just because he's got a lot going on. If you just put a guitar, or bass, and drums out there, this song would be just as good. Yeah, to me, the Dan Reed Network is stuck somewhere. They're not as rock as, say, an extreme but they're much more rock than like a prince. So they're stuck somewhere in between that prince and extreme plane, so to speak. You know, there's R&B, there's rock, there's funk, and it's all in a blender. And I like Dan's voice. So, you know, they, they've got a lot to like about their music. What's funny is that this song, I mean, lyrically, there's just not a lot to it, but a lot of Dan Reed music, is very deep lyrically. I mean, go, go seek out other stuff. And it's just, uh, he's got a lot to say in his music, but this is one that's, I think is just more or less fun. That's really all there is to this particular song. All right. So we're going from the Dan Reed network to a new band called iron allies, which features David Reese on vocals and Herman Franks on guitar. This is a song called blood in blood out which is the title track from their latest album.
So I'd never heard this before. I'm reading the band name, Iron Allies. Then I read the song name, Blood In, Blood Out. I'm like, fucking Steven <laughs> and his power metal bullshit. But I'm like, all right, let me give it a shot because he's going to throw this Saxon shit at me. It was exactly what I thought it would be. And I would say yuck, but I'm going to say meh because the pre-chorus feel right before the chorus is actually really good. Like that, I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. And then the chorus came and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just, oh, I do not like this power metal type stuff. I said, uh, I said, this is going to be a song where Sonny absolutely hates this. But the difference is, and so Herman Franks was on that uh, latest victory record, which I know that you liked. This isn't far off of that, although this is a bit heavier and a less defined. And this is more, I would classify this as more new wave of British heavy metal than, than the victory stuff. And I think that victory record overall is a much better record than the Siren Allies record. But I like the riff in Blood In and Blood Out. I like the heaviness of it. There's some really good stuff. David Reese's vocals are fine. There's some good stuff on this Iron Allies record. So give it a chance. But that's my B song. But where you gonna be? I'ma be where I'm at. So moving to movies. So movies that start with a B. I'm gonna go with a movie called Blow from 2001 movie is a biographical film about a real life u.s drug trafficker named george young who's played by johnny depp and the movie's about his connections and partnership with pablo escobar in the 70s and 80s so the cast is johnny depp george young penelope cruz plays his wife franca potente uh it's like a friend paul rubens is his business partner yordi moya is an excellent character in this movie. And Cliff Curtis is playing Pablo Escobar and Ray Liotta is George's dad. This movie, I didn't know anything about George Young and Johnny Depp did an amazing job in this movie. It is one of those movies that I've probably seen 30 times and I'm not the biggest Depp fan. Like I don't watch everything Depp does because some of the stuff is just kind of crazy out there, but uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Have you ever seen this movie? I've seen it numerous times and in fact i went down a rabbit hole more recently than not and i rewatched the movie because i'd seen some documentary called cocaine cowboys which is essentially when the cocaine started really pouring into the united states in the late 70s and early 80s and uh it led down the same rabbit hole with george young because he was one of the initial traffickers like he's the one that kind of revolutionized the way that they would move the product into the country this is all new stuff like he was revolutionizing drug trafficking in the u.s and they made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars i just always found that kind of thing interesting especially when they got into the logistics of it all uh you know not so much the crazy murdering and shooting and everything that went on but it was just the simple moving product from point a to point b uh, with laws in place and how they got around certain stuff because remember this was all pre 9-11 so there was a lot of things that weren't in place like they are after 9-11 uh, so times changed but yeah i enjoyed this movie and he did a great job because if you've ever watched any actual interviews with george young definitely johnny depp had a lot of the mannerisms down and a lot of the kind of that character down 
So my B movie is, and B movie is a good good name for it because it sort of was a B movie, but it got a lot of accolades. Was Boogie Nights, starring uh, Mark Wahlberg from 1997. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it as well. There's a lot of stars in it. Burt Reynolds. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, they did a great job at capturing the 1970s beginning of the porno industry and just Hollywood at that time of era. It was just a a well-acted, well-put-together movie. I really, really enjoyed Boogie Nights. And it was kind of loosely based on a lot with the John Holmes and the Wonderland murders. There were certain things that they took from that period of time and put them into Boogie Nights. But it's just a great movie. I mean, it's definitely an adult movie. So if you've, if you've never had the chance to see it, I would encourage you to see it because they, if you want to know what it was like in the late 70s and 80s, this movie captures a lot of that, especially there out in California. I absolutely love it. Have you ever seen this movie and what'd you think of it? Have I ever seen this movie? Are you talking about Heather Graham, Roller Girl? You got Nina Hartley in the movie that's married to her husband and getting done in front of him. This movie's awesome. I enjoyed it very much. I've seen it many, many, many times. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of stars in this movie. Uh, they got people to do this movie on the script alone because I, I guarantee you they probably couldn't pay all the people that were in this movie their normal amount of money, but it's just a great movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'll probably have to watch that at some point in time more recently, but there are people that I'm not even naming that I forgot were even in it, but just such a great movie. I love it so much. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss! It's time for your Historic Moment on Growing Up Rock. For the historic moment in this B episode, we're going to go with a Kiss song that starts with a letter B. The song gets a ton of shit from the Kiss Army, but I've always loved it. So here is Bruce Kulick on guitar, Eric Carr on drums, Gene Simmons on bass, Paul Stanley on vocals and guitar with a Kiss classic. Yes, I said classic, bitches, from 1987's Crazy Nights. Here is Bang, Bang, You, right after Boogie Nights. Isn't that perfect? Wow!
<laughs> so I wonder if it's the title that people hate more so than the music, because there's really not that much wrong with the music. Is this, you think this is the read your body from Crazy Nights? That's what the problem is, right? Because it's like, I'm going to bang, bang you, shoot you down with my love gun, bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang you. You know, it just, they want to give Paul shit for the lyrics that he wrote. Now he's the Renaissance man. He was thinking about, you know, singing about bang, bang you before. So, you know how it goes. It is sort of a stupid title, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> and it's 1987 when it comes out. Come on. If if Steel Panther did Bang Bang, you would be laughing at it. All I can think of when I read this song title is is this South Park episode about finger banging. Oh, good Lord. Because <laughs> the lyrics are like, I'm on a bang, 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 you. <laughs> it's sort of similar. Hold up there, mister. This is a family show. There will be no discussions or clip-ins regarding any kind of finger-banging. Steven, that is one demerit for you. Yeah! So, another alphabet soup in the books. There you go. You got the Bs. The Bs. Next up is the Cs, which we'll eventually get to. And we'll just go down. I guess at some point we'll have some trouble finding songs that start with X or bands that start with X. I don't know. But that's kind of one of the things that's fun about this type series is that we are going to get into some obscure shit. And we may not always stay in the box of hard rock and metal. Who knows? It'll be interesting where this takes you. I honestly kind of let it be like throwing a dart and seeing where it lands or what comes to mind first when somebody goes, give me a song that starts with B. So that's why some of the more obscure stuff pops up. I also try to focus on things that we don't talk about all the time on the show. I mean, that's not always going to be the case, but it's not like I'm talking about broken teeth or madhouse on every episode and definitely not, you know, iron allies or Dan Reed network. Now, you, on the other hand, you need to keep giving love to Richie Cotson. Come on, dude. Just let it go. Just for that, now he's going to be on the C episode too. Fuck you. All right. There you go. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this series. We hope you continue to enjoy the different series that we're bringing to you each week. And uh, yeah, go leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening. See ya. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. This one's for the ladies. The song about booze and my baby. Make my debut. Got my girl and my crew feeling all right.
and able to drink me under the table. You see, it's a, it's a little unstable, cause we're already halfway through the It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 